Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. And I had a feeling, I had a feeling we would be hearing from this man. Willie called it. We wanted to, we wanted to give Zion the opposite of the benefit of the doubt. Look, he was coming back from not playing, and maybe he'd have a, a slower start. And Willie called into the show yesterday and said, the Kings are going to have a problem with Zion Williamson. They really did. I mean, ultimately, you just, I, I know it's easier said than done, but can you force him right? I mean, once. Can you force him right at least once? 916-339-1140. Willie, just say what you got to say, man. Say what you got to say. You're on Styles and Watkins. Hey, Styles, Watkins. Look, look, I'm not going to rub it in, man, but <laughs> you know what I was telling y'all yesterday? The Kings just don't have a – they don't have an answer for for big athletic power forwards, you know, uh, physical guys. They don't. They have that same problem when they play Minnesota. Uh, they, they have – they they can't go up against guys like Nas Nas uh, whatever his name is, Nas but Reed, but Nas the Reed. yeah Nas Reed guys like that they just too physical and they can leap. We don't have leapers, man. We don't have physical leap. That's why they had a problem with Houston. Houston got all them athletes. They got all them thoroughbreds, man. That's the <laughs> problem. We don't have that. And, and then I I don't want y'all to take this wrong. I like HB. I like HB. HB has never been a physical player. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's in he's in that that power forward role. He can't he can't accomplish anything in that role. That's why he averaged two three rebounds a game. I mean, he can't get off like he did ten years ago. And then and then you know I gotta put a little bit of a little bit of blame on, on coach coach. I mean, look if if you got a team shooting like that and they rolling like that. Man, you you can't you can't just let them score 16, 18 points in a row and don't call a timeout. You got you got to break that up. You you got to do a hard foul. I ain't talking about no no crazy uh I'm aboard the Warriors. I ain't talking about no crazy foul. <laughs> no. But you got to yeah, you you got to foul some people. You got to change. You got to make people think, man. They don't do that. They all finesse and if they ain't hitting shots, they 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 have a problem. Yep. They have a problem. You know, and, and we got to get a physical power forward. We we got to, or else we're gonna be same thing gonna happen when we get in the playoffs. That's what happened with with Draymond. I mean, with Green. Green, he, you know, I ain't gonna. I don't want to. I ain't gonna say this meanly, but he punked. He punked my man, man. Sabonis, Sabonis should have chased his ass down. You know, he should have, man. I mean, after that. The Kings just folded, man. I hear you. Thanks for the call, Willie. Hopefully the Kings can can figure it out. And really, you know, it could be addition without even having to make a trade because when you talk about that power forward, that's why when we talk to Sean later, we're going to see if there's an update with Trey Lyles, right? That's the guy that hopefully would be able to at least bring more of that resistance. And, Chris, you talked yesterday about how – you know, paying Trey Lyles, understanding mm-hmm. that he was going to be a bigger piece of this puzzle for the Kings, and you just haven't been able to get him on the floor. Yep. But if we don't think that's enough, and we still don't think that's enough, you got to look elsewhere. And you said that last night you decided. Yeah, revelation. The names that have been circulating and percolating, mm-hmm. it is time to bring them to the airwaves. Yeah, I'll give you the time. floor. 
Yeah, I mean, I've been a little hesitant to uh, go in on the Kings absolutely need to make a move for player X thing mm-hmm. because I just think that this is kind of a, a delicate stack of Jenga blocks, if you will. And yeah. I think, uh, you know, with the way the Kings are built, if you're going to make going for an all-in piece, let's just say it's this isn't my guy, but Zach Levine. If mm-hmm. you're going to go in on a guy like Zach Levine, there's really no pivot after that. You don't. You, right. you the pivot is trading one of Fox or Sabonis after that. Like mm-hmm. that is your all-in move, and you really can't do anything else to deviate from Levine, Sabonis, and Fox being right. your future. So I've been a little bit hesitant because I just feel like if you're gonna make that move, there's nothing wrong with going all in. You just better make sure you go all in on the right guy because if not, it could set you back or it could just completely derail this whole thing you're building. Yesterday was the day I think I am – I won't say fully all in, but I am definitely pro Kings bringing in OG and Anubi. Mm. And it's because, like what Willie said yesterday, uh, I think Mike Brown said a version of it last night. Uh, Biederman said it earlier today. It's just a fundamental fact that the Kings don't have the personnel to put on somebody like Zion or like – Paul George, or like what we saw LeBron do the other day in L.A. They shut down A.D. completely, but mm-hmm. LeBron was able to get 28-10-10, and 10, no right. problem. That's that's exactly what OG and Anubi would come here for. I've been a little bit too focused on OG and Anubi, the, the tier of player in which he is, mm-hmm. and how much does bringing in a guy who's you know, not an all-star, but maybe a tier below it, maybe a tier and a half below it, probably a tier below all-star, how much is that really going to help your team in the long run? But on a night like last night, and again, just kind of stringing together some previous performances, whether it be even Luca, the Kings don't really have a guy. So again, these are a lot of a lot of guys that I'm talking about, yeah. the LeBrons, the Paul Georges, the Giannis's. A lot of people don't have answers no, for those. No. But at least OG and Anubi is a body that makes sense to mm-hmm. put on those guys. And yes, I'm sorry, no, OG and Anubi will not stop those guys having OG and Anubi on the team doesn't mean that Luka is all of a sudden going to score under 20 when Mm -hmm. you play him. But it's just about making having somebody on there who's going to make it difficult for Mm -hmm. those guys. And you don't – Mike Brown talked yesterday about how the game plan – we talk about game plan. The game plan was the double Zion every time, but the double never got there. Not once did did it get there. That's a guy where OG and Anubi, you don't have to worry about double teaming if you have OG. You just throw OG on him and you say, I'm going to live with the results because I know that guy is a high-level defender who can carry his own weight. Mm-hmm. And that would be I, – I I can't even imagine how much it would do for this Kings team just defensively to have a guy like OG and you're keeping Keegan because Keegan's on well, the untradeable. Next question, yes. He's, he's not yeah. – Keegan's <laughs> not getting touched. You can get rid of everybody else, but Keegan's not getting touched. If you mm-hmm. can have both of those guys be 6'8", six, 6'9", six, mm-hmm. and be able to defend at a level that we're hopefully seeing Keegan Murray develop into, that's something that's really exciting, and that's where the Kings can have two guys potentially that they can throw on a Paul George, a Kawhi, mm-hmm. a Giannis, a LeBron. And a, score the basketball. A Kevin Durant, anyone, and score the basketball on top of that. So I think after yesterday, I feel like I'm I'm – I'm on the other side of the fence now of should the Kings bring in OG. I was a little bit on the, again, the I don't know if that's mm-hmm. the right guy. I don't know if he's top-end good enough to mm-hmm. change the trajectory of this team. But I think with what he brings defensively, it's priceless because the Kings, again, just don't have a player 
no fault of Harrison, no fault of Keegan, no fault of Trey Lyles or Chris Duarte or anybody. It's not their fault. It's just when you look at the the size, the player profiles that the Kings have, they don't have anyone wingspan, weight, and height-wise that can match up with some of the elite freaks that are in this league that, frankly, every team or every other team, it feels like, has at least one guy who it's like, I don't know what to do with him. And, yeah. and that's where you just kind of throw OG out there. And uh, my favorite OG and Anubi stat wasn't from this year, but from last year. Second in, or I'm sorry, third in the league, barely third uh, by three deflections. Third in the league in deflections, in total deflections last year, which is Mike Brown and his staff's favorite stat. So that is a guy that is almost picture perfect for this Kings defense. OG and Anubi, 6'7, 26 years old. Small four, they're calling them. Not that it matters at this point what people are being called. Wingspan, seven, two. Mm-hmm. My question Crazy. to you is, is, defensively, do you just think that OG, just the lateral quickness, is just better than Trey Lyles? Is Trey Lyles maybe a a version of that? I think OG's a little bit of a better athlete. He moves a little bit better uh he has a little bit better lateral quickness and he's just a little bit strong. He's just a better, like he's, he's built a little, not like Anthony Edwards, Mm -hmm. but he's built a little bit more like Anthony Edwards. Um, And yeah, I I think I, I, and it doesn't have to be OG either. I'm seeing Dwayne on the, like great, it can be anybody who fits that profile. I was Mm -hmm. big on Jared Vanderbilt last year. He's a little bit more of long instead of strong, but um, you know, Royce O'Neal is somebody I see Dwayne brought him up in the chat. That's somebody who I was, caping for this offseason mm-hmm. someone like that Dorian Finney-Smith who's over in in uh in Brooklyn right now those are the kind of guys that the Kings need to just have on their roster to be able to throw out there I think we see Kessler Edwards is kind of the guy right now that they feel like most comfortable right. throwing on those kind of you know weird body types it's a wing driven league it's a wing driven league and if you're going against you know Jason Tatum Jalen Brown again mm-hmm. all the guys in the west that we can name you're gonna need a really high-level perimeter defender at some point here. Again, if you want to contend. If the Kings want to continue to just building block this thing slowly and, and you know, do it one step at a time, that's fine. I understand why you, again, wouldn't want to go all in on a guy like OG. But if the Kings are serious about wanting to be in title contention, which they could, who knows how injuries are going to shake out and how the rest of the half season is going to shake out, they might view the this league and look around and say, Oh, you know, nobody has really elevated themselves to, you know, stand up above the rest. Now might be a good time to take this opportunity and run with it. I, I don't know. I, I I think there's a ton of things wrong with bringing in OG contract wise. I think you would then have to pay him. And again, it leads to that whole reason of why I didn't want to initially bring him in. But it gets to the point some at some point where it's like, if you want to compete, you're going to have to at some point stop Kevin Durant. You're going to have to stop Devin Booker. You're going to have to stop LeBron James. You're going to have to stop, throw out whoever, whatever guy in the West uh, that, that's a perimeter-based guy that you need help defending. You're going to need a defensive-minded guy like an OG, or it would just help a lot for this Kings offense, which is such at such a ridiculously high level. Mm-hmm. They just need a little bit of defense to slow some of the other team's best players down. Yeah, the question is, are the Kings trying to – Cook it up like gumbo, or do they want a hot pocket? Those are the two. Well, good for different reasons. <laughs> hot pockets are great. It is good for different reasons. Got to get to a break. We've talked about who to look at. The question is, 
Who are you willing to move? Be a part of the conversation. 916-339-1140. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. We will be joined by Sean Cunningham of Fox 40 at 1 p.m. Talking Kings. Hopefully some injury updates. As we pick up the pieces after the Kings loss, it feels like it feels like that win streak was so long ago, but this is a what have you done for me lately league. We think the Kings will come back and, you know, the day before Thanksgiving. Did you guys, is it a thing everywhere that you go out the day before Thanksgiving? That's a thing. Is that a thing for yeah, you? Yeah, that's like uh, the most popular like uh, going out day yes. of the year. Right. It's the day before Thanksgiving. You know, somebody told me that that was for, I guess, kids. That was really only for kids coming back from, from college, school. Right. That, that, you know, I, we had a, I, don't, I had aged out of that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm not doing it this year. I got to feed my kids. I mean, but. I think it's more the spirit of, like, everybody's coming back. You know, everybody comes back home to see right. their parents, and presumably their parents didn't move, but you did. And right. So I, I, think, I think it fits for anybody. Simone, where are you at? Are you still in? Are you still in that range? Is that a thing for you? Going out on the Wednesday night? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sounds like a no. Yeah, you don't have no. to. Don't have I to. might. No, I only hesitated because like I might get invited, <laughs> but Simone doesn't go. It leaves a lot of people. I didn't go red. to. I thought about you guys. I didn't end up going to that Davis uh, Sac State game either. Wow. So I'm still. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. You saw the rain and you said, "I yeah, think I'm, I'm solid." Good. I'm good. I did go wow. uh, surfing, but that's another wow, a story wow, for okay. another time. Yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna do something tonight. I think so. Instead tonight, of in lieu of Wednesday, as, yeah, as, I'll do it tonight. Uh, kind of so I was gonna hit him with the wow. I actually, that, I actually went out last night. That's, exactly. that's actually, that's, I would, I would, but I went out yesterday. That I'm is devastated. just not checkers. I'm actually um, going away from Sacramento. I'm really sad. I'm gonna be going up to. Portland, Oregon. Wow, so you're going to be gone for Thanksgiving. Chris is going to be gone. It looks like the... The OG Sacramentan right here is yeah. the only one that's three amigos are all broken up, all up and down the coast. Will be the one that is holding it down and thanks for Thanksgiving and hopefully we will actually no because the beam. How long do they keep the beam up? I think until like midnight. Yes, midnight, midnight thirty. Maybe. Okay, it becomes. Um, I thought it was a traffic air traffic control thing. I believe they have to turn so. it down. Yeah, that's that the makes sense. They use. That makes sense. Okay, so hopefully, who for whoever's going out mm-hmm. tomorrow, uh, number one, be safe. We'll be talk safe. more about it tomorrow. But also, hopefully, you're getting to celebrate a beam. Beam safe. Right? Beam safe. Always beam safe. All right, before the break, we talked about some names that have been thrown around, and OG Ananubi is a name that's come up. Now, I want to discuss, this is where this gets real interesting, yeah. because unlike Kings fans where... You just want to give up a bunch of G-leaguers to get back a possible all-star. Fantasy football trade. Right. We have to do this realistically. And I've been throwing around names, Chris, in terms of who is untouchable. My initial thought, and I will get yours right here, my initial thought are that is that there are three untouchables. Mm-hmm. Sabonis, Fox, and Keegan. That's where it ends for me. Now, there's a name out there that I'm sure you can guess. A lot of people were coming to me saying, you need to include this person. But it gets sticky Mm. past that. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on who is untouchable for the Kings? Yeah, I would say that's probably an accurate list. Um, 
I spiritually kind of still don't want to put Sabonis on the untouchables list. Wow. I still kind of feel like as that's, much as you yeah, ride for him. Yeah, that's my guy. That is my guy, for sure. I just kind of. But I, what deal? I'm not one that's presently there. Sure, I sure. just kind of think that the Kings would be willing to listen to whatever that may be. Like, let's yeah. just let's throw out something completely random that mm-hmm. I might not even believe in if it were to be the case. But let's just say the Celtics call and say, look, this Jalen Brown thing really isn't working. We understand you're not going to get rid of De'Aaron, but is there any way we can do like a Sabonis, Harrison Barnes, Kevin mm-hmm. Herter trade or something? I don't know. Can we mm-hmm. work something out? Like, I think there's still a possibility that if the Kings – and not this year, maybe not next year, maybe three years down the line or whatever, mm-hmm. which maybe isn't fair for the untouchable list of right here, right now. Right. I still feel like if anybody were to call and say, look, are you looking to improve that number two spot or do something different at that number two spot, we'd be willing to uh, to possibly part ways with player X if Sabonis is on the line. Wow. I think the Kings would should listen. I, don't, I shouldn't say wow. would have to. I think the Kings should listen. So your number two, untouchables. Yeah. Your two untouchables. Yeah. Fox and Keegan. Yes. And I would only say Keegan at this moment because he's paid on a rookie contract mm-hmm. and it's still unknown what his ceiling's going to be. Right. Once you have a better idea of what his ceiling is, if it's not going to be, you know, that all-star mm-hmm. knocking on the door of all-star level and He's his payday is coming up and it's going to be whatever. I have no idea what mm. second contracts are like these days, but we'll say Keegan's going to make 20 plus million dollars. Mm-hmm. I, I have no that idea. That feels safe. Yeah, we'll say 20 plus million dollars. And then at that point, I think he kind of skirts a little bit more towards off of the untouchable list. But I would definitely say right here, right now, the Kings are way too invested in developing and figuring out what Keegan Murray is going to be to move on from him. That's yeah. where I feel like the two true untouchables are. I think Sabonis is, for all intensive purposes, untouchable. Especially, I mean, you can't trade him right now. He's, he's right signed now. in the offseason. So right. Literally. Right. literally. Can't trade, can't same trade same right with now. Harris. Yeah. Well, Harrison Barnes a little later. Harrison Barnes, yes. Yes, also, as so. well. Yeah. But to where you were getting at as well, the the potential fourth person on this Kings team, who yes. I assume you're talking about Malik Monk. That is the name that a lot of people said, throw him on the list. He is not untouchable. He can't be. He's not untouchable. You Honestly, it's not a matter of vibes and a lot yeah. of people talking about his Kentucky brethren, De'Aaron Fox. We, we get all that, and that's cute, yep. and that's awesome. But business-wise, if you are looking to bring it – look, Masai and the Raptors – they have held these guys, Pascal and OG, hostage. Yes. Okay? Yes. They are not Completely. letting these dudes go for Harrison Barnes and Kevin Herter. No. They're not. Nope. So you have to make a decision. And if you're Monty McNair, you're sitting there thinking, all right, there's there's, we got, there's Keegan, there's Malik, right? There has to be another guy. I don't think you're getting OG Ananobi for this is what everybody wants to do, right? Are you getting OG for Harrison Barnes, Kevin Herter, and what, two first-rounders? Are you getting OG for that? I don't think so. I don't see why the Raptors would want to do that. I don't see I don't see either. When, yeah. Whenever you're coming up with these things, you it, take a second and put yourself in the shoes of the other team. Yep. And ask yourself, would you do that deal? Teams have to decide – when there are trades – you have to decide what you're trying to accomplish in a trade. Yep. Right? Trading for two guys that aren't old but not young that 
aren't going to make mo- you any they better. Have years and money left on their contract, right, also that aren't going to make you mar- that much better nope. to lose a young piece. Does it make sense? What makes sense is, okay, we'll give us Keegan. He is a young guy. Okay, we'll give us Malik. He is a guy who we think can elevate. So that's the problem with this. You're going to have to move off from somebody you don't want to to bring in an OG Ananobi. Now, if you think, okay, let's see what we have with Trey Lock, whenever he comes back and whoever else is out there and go – all right, if if the Kings decide it's like we got to get to a break, Simone's telling me. If the Kings decide you go to you go to you go out with your with your family, right? There are a couple different ways that people go out. You can say, "Hey, we're going to Disneyland and I know that we I know that things are going to be expensive, so I'm just ready to take a hit, but I want you guys to have as much fun as possible." Or you say, hey, we're going to Disneyland, and this is how much money we're spending. And we're bringing day, food into the park. And we're bringing food into the park, <laughs> yeah. okay? we th- That's how we're doing it. So the Kings need to decide, are you going all out at Disneyland, or are you trying to maybe save a little bit of money but still have a good time? Mm-hmm. And and that's what it really comes down to. Because that turkey leg, great value, but it's not cheap. We got to get to a break. When we get back, who is part of your untouchable group for the Sacramento Kings, Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. A reminder, all guests and callers, join us from the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop as we shop around different kings in the trade generator. And Malik Monk is a tough one. So if you're in the camp of not wanting to trade Malik Monk. These are some of the questions and facts that you have to consider as well. Malik Monk is on an expiring deal. So you would have to assume that the Kings are going to resign him. Contrary to Lou Williams, I think Malik Monk would resign in Sacramento. The bigger question I would have is less about the money and more about what you are willing to promise Malik Monk. Right. Now, you sign Malik Monk. And he's staying in Sacramento. I don't think Malik Monk is going to sign and want to continue to come off the bench. So, based on the current roster as it's presently constructed, I guess you could assume that not everybody will still be here, but it's still possible. Who would you start Malik Monk over, and what does that do to chemistry when, hey, we've, we paid Malik, right. we've decided, sorry, X name, you're coming off the bench now and who that person would be because I don't know. Everybody's going to run and yell Harrison Barnes. I don't know if that's a swap that would work. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And Kevin Herter, we just saw hey, Kevin Herter get on a heater. He was the easy name as well. So unless Malik is still cool with coming off the bench, the only way I see him being cool with coming off the bench is if they continue to improve. Yeah. Right. I think record the only, wise, I mean, record like wise team, like, yeah, and, yeah. Hey, we got, and yeah, we got to the second round this right. year because I'm not coming off the bench for a team that lost in the first round. Yeah, yeah, not definitely. again. Yeah, right. Not if I'm Malik Monk and my value has never been higher, going from possible bust to hey, this guy could win six man of the year. Yep. So that's the question. If anybody out there that feels like Malik Monk should be in that category, those are the questions that comes with Malik Monk. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's a it's a risky proposition, and I told you this before the show, but the Kings need to make a decision on whether or not they're going to sign Malik Monk or not at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Like That's when you need to have a decision officially made by, because right. if you don't trade him, 
then you have to resign. You don't. You know, there's nothing forcing you to resign him. But right. if you don't resign him, you're losing him for nothing. Right. And you can't have that as as the Kings right now. You can't have Malik Monk be such an important role for your team. I mean, it's really clear and obvious for everybody who watches mm-hmm. the Kings these past two seasons. Right. Why this team is not the same quality without Malik Monk or can't be the team that, that they've been without right. Malik Monk. They need Malik or at least assets that can try and duplicate or, or replicate what Malik is giving them. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really – any team that's trading for him has to do the same calculation of, okay, are we trading Malik Monk for half a season right. or are we intending on signing him past this year? So that's kind of where – the Malik trade thing gets a little I won't say hairy, but it just it it's it's a little bit more immediate of a decision than what you might think. Because yeah, if the Kings move past the deadline with Malik Monk, then they need to operate as if they are going to re sign him because they, they just can't afford to to lose him for nothing. No, no. Nine one six three three nine one one four zero. Let's get out to JR who wants to talk oh, about Are we sure the we want to allow this again? Oh, wait, I forgot. <laughs> JR, don't play around this time, JR. Afternoon. Hey, afternoon delight. What's up, Styles? What's up? What's up, Wet Blanket? How you doing, young man? I am fantastic. And uh, Okay, I do, I'm be, I'll, be, I'll be a good boy because someone you. told me to. And I know Kyle's in there. Kyle will find me. Again, so <laughs> yeah, Kyle will come find you. <laughs> yeah, he will. Uh, did you say you would trade these Sabonis? Did you say that? I I said I would consider. I said he's not untouchable. I did say that. Okay. There's only one guy I would trade, and he's he's the Euro trash kid up in Denver. (laughs) But other than that, I don't know. Him and Fox, when they're on, they're on like nobody else. And don't tell me Fox isn't better without Sabonis on the floor. So you're scaring me there, young man. I know you already got brain damage from wearing a leather helmet, you know, back in the day. But (laughs) no. Don't even I hear say you. that. I hear okay. you. No, I definitely Second hear you thing. because he makes everybody else better as well. He does when he's on. And I, he has his days, and we all know. I mean, if you go on Twitter, they're going to say he's terrible in the playoffs. And, of course, <laughs> we got one-year sample size. We got to hopefully correct that action come, you know, this year. But he's every – to me, I mean, almost just as important. I, I really right there one and two with Fox. So don't scare me like that. Second thing, did you guys say they – have to take the beam down because of an aviation thing. So yeah. Are you were you guys being serious? Yes, no, I I don't I don't know if that's a hundred percent confirmed, but that's definitely what I've heard that they have to turn off the beam for air regulation purposes. Don't don't you know exactly. Not confirmed. They don't even fly over the stadium. Oh, which what's is... the moment? Oh, that by the way, that is so awesome. To imagine if we knocked out a plane out of the sky after a big win, I, it would be phenomenal. Bye, Jr. I don't even I don't know, know what am I supposed to say to that, Jr. I'm we're trying to keep my job. Yeah. Okay? We're, we're not doing anything. That was a lot to process. We're too close to Thanksgiving here. We're too close. Oh my gosh. We're too close. Thanks, uh, happy Jr. Thanksgiving, JR. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Oh Let's clean gosh. it up next That's time hilarious. a little bit, Jr. That's so funny. All right, nine one six on the text line nine one six three three nine one one four zero. If you want to be a part of the conversation and talk about the Kings. 916 says Untouchables, Styles and Watkins. Thank you, 916. Oh. Think we have our text of the day. <laughs> Thank you for that one, 916. And enjoy your Thanksgiving. Yeah, the Malik oh, Monk thing is is tough, man. And, you know, I even mentioned a couple days ago Trey Lyles, and you can't, 
you want to see what you have with him. I think after seeing what happened last night, there's no way. You you need somebody. Somebody. You need somebody. So just because I just felt like, hey, they're, well, they're winning without Trey Lyles. And then Zion said, I got something for you. And that wasn't exactly the case. But, yeah, I, I don't know if the Kings actually make a move. When you win – when you win six like they did, and then you drop one, it's you shouldn't init- You shouldn't. It just brings. It just is a reminder that everything isn't all good. And sure. I think one thing to remember when you're discussing trades and how somebody could say they just won six in a row. Look what they did last season. How could we even be having a conversation about trades? Is that Regular season wins and playoff wins are different. Yeah. And I think that a lot of Kings fans realized that last season. A team that I will throw out there, and I don't think they they, they were had a ridiculous record, was remember back in the day, the the Atlanta Hawks. That mm-hmm. Atlanta Hawks team yeah. that would just wins, crush mistaken, yeah. in the regular season, but nobody was worried about them come playoff time because they just knew you didn't have enough. Yeah. You didn't have enough horses to to kind of get it done. So that's what I would say. That That is a team that I would bring up and just a reminder to when the Kings are balling and doing their dink during the regular season, how you think it'll translate because that's a team, that Atlanta Hawks team was rolling, but you knew, okay, you're lacking a little bit. Kyle Korver, you're, you're, sure. la- you're lacking some guys in terms of that star power, when you get to the playoffs, you have to be a well-oiled machine yeah. if you want to well, take the next step. I would say with that, that team's almost a perfect example to use because that team was great. That team made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. You know what happened? They ran into this guy, this immovable object yeah. called LeBron James, yeah. and they had no answer for him, which mm-hmm. is, again, kind of where I'm falling with this OG thing. Is yeah. It might be nice to have a really fun, really good regular season team, but – at the end of the day, stars end up ruling this yeah. league, and you need to be able to slow down other team stars and have your stars excel everybody else. It's usually in playoff series, it's as simple as who had the best player through the seven games. That team more times off more times than not is going to win the series. And so I think to use that Atlanta Hawks example, I think that can be the model for what the Kings do. But at the same time, learning from that mistake Cautionary tale. and getting a guy who can slow down other teams' best players. And by the way, funny enough, Wes Wilcox, Kings assistant GM, was uh, was on that Atlanta Hawks staff well. As there well. you go. So he, he definitely is well aware of, A, how to build a really good team like that, but B, he should also be aware of its ultimate downfall. Yeah, and, and on top of that, the Hawks going to the Eastern Conference Finals – that East was a little bit different than the Western a Conference just a in bit. 2023. A <laughs> little just, bit more of a gauntlet nowadays. Yeah, just, just a little bit different. Got to get to a break. When we get back, we're going to go positive here. We are going to go over some of the stats from that winning streak and get the vibes right. And again, 1 o'clock, Sean Cunningham, sports reporter for Fox 40 KTXL. And we will hopefully get an update on some of these injuries. Siles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking up to 2 p.m. We will be joined by Sean Cunningham here in 15 minutes to talk Kings. And Chris and I, right up before we came back, talking about that play last night where tried to Jalen Carter tried to pick off Mahomes' 
Spike, he said somebody successfully did it in a high school game, I think. I think that's what he said. Yeah, I think he said he saw it in a high school football game and was like, I could do that. I, right. I want to try it. He almost got it done, too, if if Mahomes didn't put as much mustard on it. And I don't know if Mahomes saw him coming or not. I think he I just happened so. to. <laughs> and that that could be something you see. Because he did he slide under dude's he legs. He just, like, dope. Yeah, because I was thinking yeah. that, too. I was like, did he? was that kind of dangerous? Is that like a chop block almost right. where you're, like, just you know? lunging at someone's just leg? Just slip and slide. I think it's one of those things where everybody just kind of – Stands up and is right. like, oh, okay, like plays over and Mahomes just spikes it. And as everyone's standing up, he's just kind of yeah. diving down. And I I kind of think it would have been like the best play I've ever seen. Ever. Period. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of think that's one of those. I, I was just telling you before the break, like in semi-pro, mm-hmm. when they first throw the alley-oop and right. it's been invented and the game <laughs> stops and everyone's real quiet and then the ref just blows the whistle. Foul. Right, no, right. No, two fouls. Yeah. Two fouls. You, yeah. can't, you can't just throw the ball and go flying yeah. through the air. You can't, you can't just dive on the ground and right. catch a spike. Everybody, yeah. no, the play, no, no, the play's supposed to be over. Yeah. It would have been incredible. It, it, it would have been incredible. Well, especially in a league where they're still using index cards sometimes. So they really wouldn't have known <laughs> yeah, what to do. That level of innovation No, not they would not yet. have known what to do. I hope before we get out of here, we have a opportunity to play Chris being anxious. Absolute profit Look, yesterday. I'm just saying, right right now. We, right now. we've right been right doing now. this show okay. for near three <laughs> so, hours. I haven't even mentioned. No, so basically, so the the score yesterday was guessed by Chris. He basically broke down, and it was in crosstalk the score between the Chiefs and the Eagles, and he nailed it. He nailed it. Here oh it is. Here we go. I think that uh, this is a prime. Eagles are going to make this another very disgusting, ugly win. And I think it's going to be, it's probably going to be like 20 to, we'll say 17. And I think it's going to be continued conversation about, ah, do my homes and do they have enough, you know, receiving help? I just think this entire game is just going to lean into narratives. I don't think we're going to see anything special tonight. I don't think these teams want to reveal any deep, dark secrets they have. I'm going, I'm going Eagles. Amazing. Mm. Mm. Wow. Incredible. Off by everything else is spot on. <laughs> Another disgusting, ugly win. So I'm gross. definitely adding that as a drop. That has <laughs> yes. to be in our library. <laughs> yes, that definitely has <sighs> to be. Yeah. That was something else. That that was, was something gross. else. And Jay, Jalen Hurts moves up. A lot of people are getting annoyed with Jalen Hurts because he always says the right things. How did a lot he of funny move videos. up the MVP ladder after that performance yesterday? Not that it was a he threw a pick. <laughs> I, I don't. I almost said not that it was a bad performance, but it kind of. It, it's not like he was actively bad. It just he wasn't good. But what like, happened? He was is, not turning the ball over left and right. But right. he was not MVP out yeah, there making it's a plays. Little slippery you know? for sure. Well, yeah. But <laughs> at, yeah, and you know the the Chiefs have lost a couple games, but you know that's what that's what brings us back to the beginning of the show and narratives going out and beating Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. On in prime time, right. it Monday matters. Night football for it sure. doesn't really matter how it looks, right? Sure. And you had that bomb to yeah. Devontae Smith. Yeah, that's what matters, Mike. And I asked you this before the show started, but like this year more than ever feels like a year where it's do we do we have to have a quarterback as MVP? Yes. And I, I'm not saying that there's not quarterbacks out there who are deserving of being mm-hmm. in the conversation, but like again, if Jalen Hurts is is at first place right now and he's struggled this year. I mean, his touchdown to interception ratio, what, like two or three weeks ago was pretty much one for one. 
And that Eagles team has been, I would say, everybody would say, unimpressive in their victories, nonetheless getting the victories, but hasn't really shown out. Like, there's not a defensive player that's – and I can't – I mean, the, maybe this is more of a problem on me. I always like to say don't say someone – you can't mm-hmm. have something and not throw a, a realistic counter out there, but there has to be a defensive player. Maybe, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey was definitely on pace, yeah. but I think, you know, the, that losing streak kind of took him off. Uh, off the radar a bit, but there's got to be someone else besides besides Jalen. I know Lamar's in the conversation. Lamar, you know, we want to talk about guys not having help. Right. Lamar hasn't had help for the past three years besides Mark Andrews, well, and now new, he's out. No, new. Don't give me a new no. offense this season, me, right? And they, you know, they were finally starting to get their footing, and yeah. then Mark Andrews goes out. Yeah, I've Receivers, always, like yeah. receiver value, money value-wise, have never been as valuable as, as they are right now. You're telling me a receiver can't enter into this? Tyreek right. Hill? Well, people were like, talking about on. Justin Jefferson until he got until injured. Until he got hurt. But, I mean, if I think Tyreek Hill, with how he's played this year, like, I, I wouldn't be upset if he gets MVP. with If he ends up with 2,000 yards like he guessed in the preseason, I think he would have to get, like, 100 and. 15 yards the rest of the every game the rest of this season but you know if he gets near 2,000 yards I don't see why Tyreek can't be a reasonable uh, person to win MVP it just to me doesn't feel like it feels like we're too much defaulting into who are the quarterbacks on the best yeah. teams there in the MVP CMC. chat yeah he that's a name but he yeah. kind of he he, he had got the, the streak too at yeah. least yeah. Off of yeah. so yeah and whenever I say this because I've been of the same mindset I don't understand why it's just a it's just penciled in to be a a quarterback every year yeah. and people And then will say, offensive player of the year say, will go to that a was receiver Justin Jefferson in twenty twenty two. So that's the that's the answer for it. You know, we talked about narratives and storylines and, and paying your dues and what the NFL likes and everybody knows the quarterback is the most popular guy. So the NFL is never gonna switch it. The MVP is always going to stay the way it is in my opinion, because as long as they continue to pick quarterbacks, it's good for the league. Right. Continue to put another, you know, Jalen Hurts getting bigger. Now they don't care. I think the I think the thing is Brock, his marketability isn't where I guess some of the other guys are yet. I do think they're just again paying your dues. I think Jalen Hurts winning the MVP is good for the league. Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP again is good for the league. Yeah. Dak Prescott winning the MVP being sure. being the Cowboys is good for the league. All these guys, and I would even put Lamar, good for the league. Brock Purdy coming kind of out of nowhere is not good for the league. And as we have this conversation about markets and everything like that, it's funny how one of the richest cities in the nation in San Francisco with a quarterback doing what they did and in improbable situation, I don't think the league views that as positive. Oddly enough, oddly enough, 916-339-1140. Let's get out to John who wants to talk about a Kings trade. John, who's untouchable? Who are you moving? What's up? You're on Styles and Watkins. Hey, guys. So I guess I missed the uh, the segment. You guys went on the 49er talk. But, no, you uh, I heard what you heard what you were talking about, OG on movie, uh, Watkins, and I absolutely agree with you. OG would be a great addition, but he's an expiring contract too, is he not? Uh, yes, yes, I believe so. He yeah. is. So you'd have to you'd have to keep him. You'd or you you'd have to feel like you can keep him. And are you guys really willing to give up Harrison Barnes, Kevin Herter, and you said possibly two first round picks, and even that might not get done for possibly what a three month rental? 
Yeah, I mean that's definitely the question, and that's why I've been hesitant so much. But I, I again, the, the the bigger point that I'm more trying to make is that the Kings just need to bring in somebody who brings that level of profile, like an OG. It doesn't necessarily have to be OG specifically, but he's definitely the biggest, brightest name out there that kind of brings more what I'm talking about, more just the defensive edge to go against guys like Zion, like LeBron, like Paul George, Giannis, KD. The list goes on and on. The Kings just don't really have anyone that that they can feel good about putting on those guys is more what my point was well i love i love what you're saying about it. i love the idea of it but we still haven't seen trey lyles get out there sure. um but we've gone through so long without making the playoffs and now we're like up there we're doing really well we did six games and lost one and in, in incredible fashion by the way um <laughs> I'm just not ready to go back down that mountain by giving up too many assets for a question mark. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, that's totally fair. And I, I frankly definitely share the same sentiment. Like, I, I think that we can't lose fa- track of the fact that this team was bad for so long. They shouldn't be in such a rush to make an all-in move that could potentially send you back to that kind of, hopefully not a 16-year streak, but, you know, a similar oh. losing streak. Yeah. Please, no. <laughs> Thanks for the call, John. Yeah. And that is what, as we get to a break, sure. that is what Lou Williams, I think, was alluding to. Not that he did it very gracefully, but the out of the three names that we've heard, OG, Pascal, and also Zach Levine, those first two guys are both on expiring deals. I believe OG has a player option, but mm-hmm. he could obviously opt out right. of it. And and Pascal would just be a straight-up free agent. I- Think I think no ah uh, yeah I don't know I about checked Siakam. Y- okay. yesterday okay. I checked yesterday it said I know or maybe it was 2024 I know but we're gonna be in 2024 by the by the end of the season so looking up his got uh, his contract right here uh, I believe he signed an extension through oh sorry hold on internet's taking its sweet time here numbers are hard so tough yes he is a free agent after this year all of that look at that and i knew it you You gotta trust your guy you gotta trust your guy gotta get to a break sean cunningham when we get back and there was a gif or gif depending on how you pronounce it Mm. from one trey lyles is he alluding to a return that would be a much needed jolt for the sacramento Kings. styles and watkins sacktown sports